0: Hallelujah, somebody shout hallelujah again. If the Lord has touched you this morning, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you feel like God's got something great for you in this new year, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you want more of God this year, shout I want more. I I tricked you there, didn't I? Over the next few weeks, we're going to be teaching in a series called Alignment, (laughs) Alignment getting everything in alignment with God and I I want you to make sure that you make the next few weeks if you can and um, I know there are situations sometimes we got to be out but try to try to do so if you can. Um, I'm going to talk to you today about prayer and fasting but before I do I want to uh, I want to announce something. I know that this was—I switched the schedule on it just a little bit for all of our leaders who say that pastor, that's the wrong date. I, I, I purposely are saying this, so. Uh, but we're going to relaunch House Church the week of the 26th. If you've not been a part of House Church, I want to—I want to suggest that you find a House Church to be a part of. It's just such a great time. How many were blessed with House Church this last semester? Fantastic, fantastic. And uh, my wife and I will be doing a destiny finders if you haven't been through destiny we'd be loved to do that with you and uh, we just really enjoyed connecting and and uh, being a part of that so today I'm just gonna talk just for a little bit Uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit's already done a tremendous work in this house this morning Uh, I'm going to leave you with some instructions on this week uh, of prayer and fasting Um, I want to start by saying that every person that calls himself a Christian is called to prayer and they're called to fasting are called to prayer and they're called to fasting it's not he didn't say if you fast he said when you fast when you fast when you pray and so we we have a call or a mandate to prayer and fasting and and prayer is the life source of our relationship with God how many believe that prayer is the life source of our relationship with God how many believe that I mean, believe that it, just, it takes more than just saying, I, I love God, I confess Jesus as my Savior. I believe it takes some time of intimate time of prayer and, and, and time of fasting, uh, and, and we, we need to do that. Matthew 5, turn with me there if you will, and I want you today, if you have pencil and paper, I want you to take some notes today. This is going to be some instruction today, and I want you to take a few notes down Uh, let's read Matthew uh, six I'm sorry and uh, verse five Um, this passage is on the Lord's Prayer and when you pray not if you pray but when you pray you must not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners that they may be seen by others truly I say to you they have received their reward I want to help you a little bit like when you pray don't let it just be at church Don't let it just be at church. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Sometimes we get jealous of the anointing on someone else's life. We want miracles that they see. We want revelation they have. We want to see the power of God working in our lives that they have but you don't know what it costs them. You want my anointing, but you don't want my sacrifice. There has to be a sacrifice. Now, we know that Jesus ultimately has paid the sacrifice for our sins. I understand that. I'm not not unpreaching that. I believe that. But there has to be a sacrifice. There has to be a place of secret time with the Lord. And when you pray, do not heap up empty word phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. And I want you to pay attention to this. For your Father knows what you need before you ask. Everybody say, He knows what I need before I ask. Before I ever open my mouth, the Father knows what I need. So when I come to Him, I'm not coming as a beggar, as an orphan. I'm not coming as one that has to come up with some cool words or repeated words to, to receive, but I come to Him knowing that I'm a child of God. He's my Father, and He loves me. And I can just sit and talk with my Father. He knows what I need before I ask. He said, pray like this, and I want you to pray this with me. Let's all say this together. Our Father in heaven, how would be thy name? Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Listen to me today. But if you don't forgive others of their trespasses neither will your father forgive you of your trespasses. And when you fast do not look gloomy, oh look at me. I'm giving such a sacrifice to the Lord. What's wrong with you? Oh, I'm fasting. I'm fasting. Give me some praise. Now it's okay to tell your friend, "Hey, you know, that was good. I'm sorry, I'm fasting this week." It's not that's not that's not being arrogant. That's just being informational. But when everybody's got to know that you're fasting, that's your reward. Just enjoy your week without food. For they have disfigured their faces, and their fasting has been seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, put a smile on your face, put a mint in your mouth. That your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. For your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Prayer and fasting bring spiritual renewal, fresh vision, revelation, and breakthrough. How many in this place need spiritual renewal, fresh vision, a fresh anointing, and a breakthrough? I do, I do, I do. Anybody else need that in this place today? How many want a fresh vision, a fresh renewal? Come on, somebody. We ought to get excited about prayer and fasting because we're getting excited about breakthrough. So let me give you some instruction. Everybody, write down number one. Number one, make a commitment and set your objective. Make a commitment and set your objective. (coughs) Write that down. Make a commitment and set your objective. How many days do you plan to fast, and how many meals will you fast? Will you do a complete fast, or will you do one meal a day? Will you have juice? If so, then go buy the juice and be prepared to have it on hand so that when you need juice, you have it in hand because them french fries are going to be smelling good. You know, I don't even like McDonald's. But when I'm fasting, McDonald's smells so good when you drive by it. Come on, you just, mmm. How about a Big Mac today? I would need a Big Mac most any day. But when I'm fasting a Big Mac, I get a Big Mac attack just driving by. So if you're going to fast, prepare yourself for the fast and plan to fast. And then if you're going to have juice, have juice on hand. Be ready to fast and then plan your day out, plan your fast out. Will you set aside some things like social media and TV and, 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 and things of that nature? How much time will you devote to prayer and devotion? That includes your Bible reading and writing down what God is speaking to you, which we should do any day, every day, but a special time with God during this week that you, that you take some time. You know, here's what I'm going to tell you. If you don't plan it, you won't do it. Right. If you don't plan it, it won't happen. We have to plan this out. We have to set aside time. We have to, we have to make sure. And, and I, I don't want to be ugly this morning, but listen, don't go this week fasting without food if you don't measure some time or plan some time to be with God. Right. You're just going hungry. Now, you might need to fast after all the Christmas holiday stuff you've been eating. But if you want spiritual renewal and understanding, then fast. Now, I'm going to tell you something else. I don't expect our, our children to fast like, like I do, but our family fast together. In the Old Testament, the whole land fasted. You know, the cows fasted, the chickens fasted, everything fasted. Plan a fast with your family. What works for your family? Plan that so that you can have a spiritual breakthrough in your family. Make your commitment. Make your commitment ahead of time. Make your plans ahead of time, and then prepare for it. Write down a few things you'd like to see God do in your life, areas you need understanding and breakthrough in. And when you write them down, you can go back and look over them each day and pray over those things, and then... And then you can wait on God to see God fulfill the promises that he's made over your life. They may not happen this week, but they're going to happen in the near future. And you'll be able to go back and say, this is the things that we prayed about. How many has ever went on a, on a fast and you said, I'm, pray- I'm praying and fast for a breakthrough in this particular area of my life. And, and it may not happen the week of the fast. It may not even happen in the next six weeks. But somewhere along the, the way, you found that fast brought breakthrough and understanding and revelation in your life. Number two, prepare yourself spiritually. I found out that starting my day out with worship sets me in the presence of God and makes my fasting much more beneficial. Prepare yourself spiritually. Start your day. Have some worship music ready. When When your feet hit the floor in the morning, instead of listening to the news or listening to whatever, put that worship music on while you're brushing your teeth. Put that worship music on while you're getting dressed. And just begin to soak in the presence of God. Get in his presence, and it's going to make your fasting much more beneficial. Begin your day with prayer and thanksgiving, your, pray, your prayer time with prayer and thanksgiving. M- make at least a list, I'm sorry, of things you have to be thankful for. And look back at your life. Listen, there, we, I've preached about this so many times, but we do a lot of complaining. We do a lot of complaining. I was talking to a friend of mine this morning. I'm sorry, yesterday morning. And he is, uh, he's, he's got, making some big moves in his life because of his wife's health. Big, big changes. And I thought to myself, Marvin, you got so much to be thankful for and so little to complain about. You know, when you give thanks to God, you give praise to God and you live with a thankful heart. You invite the presence of God in your life. You invite the presence of God into your family. You invite the presence of God into your business. You invite the presence of God into your relationships. But when you complain, you, you, you get negative and you only hear what the enemy speaking and saying. Listen, we're living in the spirit world and we're connecting somewhere. So let's make sure that we're connecting where we need to connect. So make a list of things that you're thankful for. Pray those things every morning. First Thessalonians says this, 1 Thessalonians 5. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in some circumstances. Give thanks when things are well and good and perfect in your life. No, in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And when you lift him up, you find that your spirit will connect with his heart. See. Pray your kingdom come and your will be done. God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let the Father's will be done in my life, not my own will. D, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any sinful hindrances that would hinder you from becoming your best. Any weight, any hindrance, anything that's blocking the flow of the Spirit of God in your life. Hebrews 12 says this. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside, also lay aside every weight. Everybody say, every weight. Every, every weight. Okay, not everybody said that. I want everybody to say, every weight, every weight. and every sin every which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder, perfecter of our faith. Who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising shame and setting at the right hand of the throne of God. When we're trying to run this Christian race with weights and sins dragging us down, it's easy to become discouraged and not run our best race. When you're carrying around weights, things may be maybe maybe not classified as quote unquote sin. But there are weights in your life. there are negativity in your life. there are burdens in your life that God did not intend for you to carry. The scripture tells us that he will not put more on us than we can bear. But we can put more on us than we can bear. Can I get a better amen? amen. And sometimes we've heaped weights upon us that God said, lay those things down. Put those things aside. Get those things out of your life, they're hindrances to your race, the race that I've called you to, the, the what I've equipped you to run. Let those things go. Search our hearts and see if there's any sinful thing inside of me. And if there is, come before God because we have a God who is willing to forgive us of our sins. Anybody here this morning? We have a God who's anxious. For us to say, Father, I I confess my sin before you, and he's willing to remove the sin from our life and wash us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And there's some things that we let weigh us down, some things that we let get in our spirit. Oh, let me preach a little bit this morning. A little negativity, a little offense, a little hurt, a little something that we let get in our spirit, and it's weighing us down. It's like we're trying to run the race with an elephant on our back. Come on. And we need to sometimes just say, God, I'm going to lay this down. This is not for me to carry. I'm going to shake this off, and I'm going to have breakthrough in my life. When we're weary and faint, let us not forget that Jesus paid a big price for us on Calvary so that we could be free. And that's why he said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'm going to give you rest. Listen, God wants to bring some rest into our life. God wants to bring some peace into our life. And if you can't find peace at the place you're at, you need to look and see what kind of weight you're carrying in your life and remove those things from your life. And when we ask God to forgive us, and when we forgive others, he will open the doors to heaven and pour out a, a, a message on us, a blessing on us, and we will hear clearly what God is saying, and we will have great understanding. Let's go back to our text this morning. For if you forgive others of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others of their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you of your trespasses. There's something powerful about forgiving people. There's something powerful about not just asking God for forgiveness, but being willing to forgive an offense or forgive something. We don't. Some of us need to forgive God because we don't. We we've been blaming God for things. And when we release that and we say, "God, we forgive," we set free. Some of you need to forgive yourself. I'm glad I got one. Come on. And when we do that, we can expect breakthrough in our relationship with God. Number three, expect results. There are a lot of times we go into a fast with the wrong expectation or without any expectation. We go into a fast with the wrong expectation or without any expectation. Here's one thing I don't want you to do this week. I don't want you to fast because the church is fasting. Just go ahead and eat. And let me say this. If you see somebody eating, don't judge them. We're not in a competition. This fast is not between me and, and, and Tim Bro. If he's eating a ribeye and I'm fasting, that's between him and God. Or if I'm eating the ribeye. Listen, this fast this week is between you and the Lord. What you decide to do, what you choose to do is between you and the Lord. And your sacrifice and your, and your fasting is unto the Lord. And it's, it's, it's the means of breaking off some things out of your life so that you can hear clearly from the Lord. So go into it with expectation that God's going to do something great in your life. But there are some things you should expect if you go into the fast with a, with a plan. What are they? Set aside the time for prayer so you can hear God speak and you can write down what he's speaking. You will become more aware of his presence as you fast. The Lord will give you fresh and new spiritual insight. Your faith will grow stronger and you will feel mentally and physically and spiritually refreshed. I want you to say mentally, physically, and spiritually. Body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. God wants to renew our lives. I mean, even, it, listen, let's set aside the spiritual part. Fasting can bring some spiritual renewal in your physical body. Right? And clear your mind up. Man, we got so much. How many? I don't, I don't want what you raise your here. But we got some foggy heads. Foggy mind. I mean, just a whole bunch of things that God wants to refresh and hit the restart on and the refresh on. Take this time to say, God, give me a little, hit the refresh button in my life, on my, on my mental and my physical and my spiritual life because I want to be connected. And when you see your answer in prayer, you, you, you'll begin to see it. it. It'll begin to come. And when you see that answer coming and you hear that God's speaking to you, I want you to write down what God's speaking because it's so easy to forget what God said. Oh, come on, somebody, because life is going to keep happening. I mean, bills are going to keep coming. Work is going to keep coming. Problems are going to keep coming. Situations are going to keep coming. But if you've got a word from God, it doesn't matter what storm comes your way. Come on, if you've been in the presence of God and you've got a fresh vision, it doesn't matter what kind of storms come your way. i got a word from God. He's going to see me through, and I'm going to make it through the next day. Amen. Write it down. Plan out your week of fasting. Write down what I'm going to fast. What I'm gonna set, when am I going to set this devotion time aside? Now, I, I'm going to be here at 5.30 in the morning if you want to come join me for prayer. But, but some people can't pray at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, you might pray better at 5.30 at night. said I don't care when you pray. I don't care when you set that time aside. But I'm just saying, if you don't plan it, it won't happen. How many plan on getting up and going to work tomorrow? Raise your hand. Well, only half of y'all planning on it, so that means y'all staying home. You know what people do? You know what people do? How many you ever heard me say this? People do what they want to do. Somebody tell me, I, I, well, I, I really want to change this. No, you don't. If I really wanted to be different, I would change the way I lived. People do what they want to do. And any time that you don't believe that, then you're going to let, there's always going to be some excuse for not doing what you should do. Oh, come on, let me get down here, and preach a little bit. If, if there's something in my life and I'm always finding someone else to blame, then I'm always going to be Living the same way I was living before I made the decision to change. How many brush your teeth in the morning? Praise God, most of you do. That's a blessing. I'm so happy to hear that. But you know that's a decision. You, you, You don't just get up in the morning and automatically, without thinking, brush your teeth. You may think, that may be so habit-forming in your life, you don't think you think about it, but trust me, you think about it. It's a decision that you made somewhere in your life that your parent probably helped you make, that you're going to brush your teeth every day. It's the same thing with our prayer, same thing with our devotion, same thing with our walk with God, same thing with our physical body, same thing with everything in our life, that we make the decision that I'm going to create a habit in my life that changes my life and, and I'm just going you know I've talked about this every year the reason I don't go to the gym is because I don't like going to the gym should I go to the gym yes do I need to go to the gym absolutely but I have never made the decision to get up every day and go to the gym that's why I don't go confession that's why some of you don't go either can I get a better amen? amen? But there's one thing that I do every day: I eat. You know why I eat? Not because I need food to make it through life. I eat because I like it. It's fun. How many like food? Come on. How many? Oh, I got all the hands just now. Come on. Everybody's getting excited. Food. We get. If you quit preaching, I'll go eat. It don't take much motivation to feed your flesh, but it takes discipline to feed your spirit. And you've got to have a discipline in your life. I need a discipline in my life. I have to create the disciplines in my life. And I can tell you when I don't have the disciplines in my life, I can tell you I have less spiritual relationship with God. Period. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So we plan this. We're going to plan this week of fasting. What will I fast? If you, Manishel's already mentioned this, maybe physically you can't fast. You're taking some kind of medicine that's just required for your life and you need, a, a, you need something to eat before you take that medicine. But that doesn't mean that you've got to have bacon, eggs, and ham, and sausage, and grits, and eggs, and, and more ham, bacon, sausage, grits, and eggs, and four servings. You can eat a little bowl of cereal, and that'll work just fine on your stomach and take your medicine and fast something else. And God's really not interested in your, how much you do. He's interested in your heart, relationship, and connection. Because there's a lot of people fast for a lot of wrong reasons. They don't get spiritual breakthrough either. They might lose a few pounds. But they got the same nasty attitude. <laughs> so let's plan it. Be faithful to what you have decided, and God will give you the grace to do it. Everybody say that together. Be faithful to what you've decided, and God will give you the grace to do it. Kids, are you all ready to fast this week? Hmm? No, y'all don't want to fast this week? I don't either, but it's good for us. So what are we going to fast this week? What are we going to plan? You going to plan your fast out, sit down with mom and dad this afternoon, say, hey, what are we going to fast? We're going to plan to fast. And we're going to have a great time. Heather, you can come. Galatians 6, and I close with this. And Don't allow yourself to be weary or disheartened in planting good seed. For in the season of reaping, the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. You may not see everything you want to see this week during the fasting, but you're planting some good seed. You're planting some good seed. This time of fasting is a dedication to God. God's going to bring revelation in your life. He's going to bring some things to your life. And you know what God's going to also bring? He's going to bring something you should love and embrace. He's going to bring some correction in your life. How many love God's correction? I love God's correction because the Bible says who God loves, He corrects. He's going to bring some alignment. I was driving a car this week. It was given to me. And um, it's a big old heavy Yukon XL, and it pulls to the right. And I drove that thing home from Shreveport the other night. And when I got home, I had this tension in my neck and all down in my arm. I'm like, man, I got to thinking, well, I've been holding this car on the road for four hours and it's it, if I let go of the steering wheel, it's going in the ditch. I've been holding it on the road. Even though it didn't seem hard, it didn't seem difficult, that constant pulling that car back and holding it to keep it between the lines brought stress in my physical body. Come on, I'm going to speak to somebody right now. Because you won't let God do some alignment in your life, you're constantly trying to hold the car in the road. And it's bringing all kinds of stress in your life. There's some things that God wants to bring into alignment in our life, in every aspect of our life, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, with our family, with our friends, with our work co-workers. And we got to sometimes step back and say okay god i'm tired of holding this in the road because it's bringing stress in my life and i'm going to let jesus take the wheel but i'm also going to let jesus do some mechanical work on my life maybe you need some ball joints changed out maybe you need some front end alignment maybe you need some new tires Maybe there's some things that God wants to put in your life, some revelation he wants to put in your life to bring everything into alignment so that you can go where you need to go without stress and tension and problems. And say, well, I'm going to get to heaven, but I'm going to stress out all the way there. I'm going to hold the wheel all the way to heaven. I'm going to make it to the promised land but by golly, I'm going to fight every devil I can because I just got used to fighting devils. You know, God's already fought the fight for you. Just get in alignment. It's a whole lot easier. Yeah. I'm going to make it, but it's not going to be joyful. It's going to be miserable. But when the Holy Spirit comes in your life and He brings alignment in your life, You can say, God, okay, I'm going to put me in the shop for a little bit, and I'm going to let you do a little work on my life. And this week is our shop week. He wants to bring a little alignment in our life, some changes in our life. I want you to open your communion this morning. We're going to take a little time as we close today with starting our week of prayer and fasting with communion, time with the Lord. You guys have communion. Can you bring some communion to these young people on the front row, please? Bring a basket of communion to these young people in the front row. Anyone else not have communion, just raise your hand. Surely the presence of the Lord was in this house today, all day. His anointing is resting upon us right now. I'm just kind of quivering under the work of the Holy Spirit right now. It's a fresh anointing in here. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. With your head bowed and your eyes closed all over this building, you've got your communion open if you haven't finished that yet maybe these you all need some help some of you adults can maybe help these kids with their why don't you just bow your head for a moment can you bring the lights down let's start today with saying Lord create in me a clean heart renew in me a right spirit O oh Lord can you pray that prayer in your own words? Search my heart, O oh God. Know my thoughts, and if there be any wicked way in me, Lord, just reveal that. Are there any weights or things, God, I need to set aside? Any places in my life, oh God, that I need to examine? Because, God, you, you, you're willing and anxious to forgive. You desire, God, the relationship with me greater than I even desire with you. You died on the cross so that I could have this life and have it more abundantly. You loved me when I was yet a sinner. You fashioned me in your image. You clothed me in your righteousness. You bring blessed in my life, God, that I don't even deserve. You're so crazy in love with me, God. And I don't want there to be anything hindering me, anything standing between me and you, God. So today I ask you to cleanse my heart. Help me to forgive. Help me to walk in the greatness of who you are, God. And who you called me to be. This week, Lord, I dedicate my week to you. I plan this time with you, God. I just want to be with you more than anything else, Lord. Bring my first fruits of the year, God. My, my first, my sacrifice, my offering before you. So God, I thank you for healing me so many times. I thank you, Lord, for loving me. I thank you for the blessings that are in my life, the house I live in, the car I drive, the food I eat, the clothes on my back. I thank you for your goodness and your mercy that wakes me up every single day of my life. I thank you, Lord, when I fall, that I can arise, and you will be my light and shine upon my life. I thank you that you're the bread of life for me every day. You're the light that shines in the darkness. You're my rest, my peace, and my joy. There's nothing that can substitute you, you're everything. Thank you, Lord, that I'm a child, not an orphan. And I can come boldly to you, Lord, and ask of my Father, and he will give me those things that I need in my life. That I'm highly favored and loved. You're so good, God. So, Father, I take the bread of life. I take the bread, your body, that represents the stripes that you took up on your back for healing and I declare healing over my body this year. 2020, God, healing, strength, blessing. Over my family, God, healthy year, healthy year, healthy, healthy bodies, healthy minds because of the blood of Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus. Because of the body that was beaten, Lord. And we take the bread this morning. We eat of the bread. In remembrance of you, O Lord. We lift the cup of Jesus up this morning. We say thank you for the blood. The blood that gives me strength. The blood that never loses its power. The blood that reaches to the deepest doubt. The blood that saved me. The blood that keeps me. The blood that never runs out. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us. I never want to forget the sacrifice you paid. Thank you. We drink of the cup this morning. And while you're sitting there this morning, I just want you to take a minute. Just stay seated. Just stay seated. Just stay seated. I just want you to think. Why don't you just hold your hands out to the Lord this morning and say, okay, God, I'm partnering with you this week. Speak to my heart. Give me some downloads of what you want to do with me this week. I open myself to you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus.